0: This is part 2 of our vacation special and we talk all about the food that we ate on this trip and it is entirely possible to have a fully vegan vacation even if it isn't necessarily catered to you. You just have to be a little creative and be really flexible. And I think that comes with when you start being vegan, you have to start thinking flexible about what you're making, what you do with your friends when When your friends go out, what do you eat? And so we kind of took all of that and packed into this vacation. So enjoy the episode. Before quarantine, I was on spring break in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was drinking. I was smoking. Don't catch me, FBI. I was living life. I thought I had a great time. I was eating a shit ton of fast food. Quarantine hit. I came home. My family is vegan. I became the reluctant vegan son. This is my podcast talking with my friends and family about Food, veganism, all types of things, whatever the fuck comes up, and I love it. So, hit the music. What is up, everybody, and welcome to this 29th episode of The Reluctant Vegan Son. I'm Adam. And I am the Reluctant Vegan Son, joined by Nikki.
1: Hello, everybody. A wonderful
0: vegan My mom. mom. <laughs> she could be a wonderful vegan mom. Well, she is a wonderful <laughs> vegan mom. That's true. She, she could be her guest name, her show name. Well, she's Vegan Doc Star. That's her show name.
1: <laughs> vegan, Doc vegan
0: Doc Star. Doc Star. She yo, has a plaque. Yo, yo, Do I have to stop doing that? You don't have to. she's no, <laughs> not really your music. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you tried. you put out a rap video on YouTube, so I that was I did put funny. out a rap video. If you want to check it out, you can see there were comments, too. It wasn't the nicest comment section, <laughs> I have to say. Some
1: people were very upset that I put that out. It was a commentary on where
0: rap is very misogynistic, and it's called Rapid Response. If you want to check it out, I mean, I, it's pretty embarrassing for me, I <laughs> would say. So you, you don't have to, but if you want to, I mean, no publicity is bad publicity. Plus, I feel like your viewers are very well known. That's true. That's true. And, you know,
1: I think if somebody's, like, pissed off at me and saying
0: bad comments on my, you know, feed, I think that's probably a good sign. Yeah. I mean, people love publicity. Mm, Yeah. Bad publicity, good publicity. Plus, you'll never be disliked as much as the YouTube Rewind video. What's that? You know the YouTube Rewind video? Uh It's, like, the most disliked video of all time. I don't know it. It is terrible. I can't remember what year it was. Like, 2017 or something? Uh Uh-huh. The YouTube Rewind is where they go through the year. I don't know if they're even going to do one this year. They've been just really downhill, but they bring a bunch of, like, YouTubers uh-huh. from the year, and they go over events of the year. They mm-hmm. probably can't do that. 2020 would be terrible, too, because they're terrible in the first place. Because a lot of YouTubers, I mean, they have their own niche, right? They have their videos that they put out. They don't really do much else. Well, they mm-hmm. take these people, and they try to make them act in, like, a music video, or, like mm-hmm. become and it just never goes very well (laughs) so it's not like the
1: highlights of all their videos they have them all coming
0: together to do like a performance yeah kind of so interesting and they have no training for that or no background and just so so it's always pretty terrible in 2020 was quite a year so imagine if they did that Uh for 2020 Uh i'll show you one after this all right i definitely want to see it can you put a link to
1: the one you thought was really bad
0: i guess i could i don't know Uh, i'm sure people have seen it's the most disliked viewed because the youtube rewinds get lots of views uh they get lots of views all the time uh, by people. YouTube Rewind, bad one. Uh, the terrible one is 2018. Mm. The YouTube Rewind 2018. It's the most disliked video on YouTube. Mm. And uh, it's terrible. How many views does it have? Uh, rewind 2018. I'm this to, to YouTube now to see. So anyways, we're back for our 29th episode. This is wow. our second one after... Uh, this is the second one after coming back from vacation. Sorry, mm-hmm. I had a layoff. YouTube Rewind 2018 had 210 million views.
1: Now, that's amazing
0: because they had 210 million views. So is,
1: you know, all publicity good publicity no matter what?
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's YouTube, yeah. too. Right. Uh, right. And They're it's just the promoting most, themselves, It's the most disliked video on YouTube. Right, but
1: people had to see it, so now everybody's talking about, like, we have to look at this most disliked video. No, you you watch it it. for three seconds, and then Uh, you're like, oh, this is terrible, uh and dislike it. And you don't think that
0: people, like, watch it longer? Like, can they truly decide something's terrible from three seconds? Not necessarily, but I think based on their views and stuff. And also, I think a lot needs to happen, or you need to get a lot pushed to go past, because there are definitely shows, or some shows... Mm. that have a terrible beginning, mm. but they get a lot better. Mm. I can't think of any necessarily off the top of my head. Well, i watched this anime called Black Clover that people don't think are, is very good at the beginning, but I like it a lot. Mm. After, like, 20 episodes, it gets good. Now, 20 episodes is a long time. Right. And without people telling you that it gets good or without you knowing that it gets good... You'd have to stick in there somehow. I don't know what... Exactly. I don't know why you would stick in. Right. Right. That's true. No, the first episodes of shows tend to be a little worse, mm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they have to describe the world They have to set up the world They have to set up the characters Right And start relationships So there's not as much, much action
1: Right, right And you don't, like you said Have the relationships So you're not mm-hmm. invested in You're not, way. exactly Right, so if it doesn't grab you So it's interesting for something to start slowly
0: Because if it's not grabbing you quickly Nowadays in the culture where things mm-hmm. There's so much distraction You know And there's a difference between grabbing you slowly And just being terrible mm. And there's a large difference between the two mm. So. I mean, you're watching a show that tends to move slowly, but it's not terrible. It, no, it's not that it tends to move slowly. It's well, I think normal people move very That's slowly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about normal. you are talking about the show I brought up. Normal people, which I'm watching now because I read the book. As I said, I'd probably never pick it up. It's not my type of show. Right. Uh, it's very slow, but it's very well drawn out. But you get invested in the characters early. Right. And that's what keeps you in. Right. That's
1: interesting. So you're invested in the characters, really, yeah.
0: and even if it's slow, it's it also really well matter. done. Uh huh. Yeah. It, it's really well done. If a show's well done, you can appreciate it. I mean, even if I don't necessarily want to watch it, I'll appreciate it. Mm. But if you want to watch it, it'll keep you in the production quality and stuff like that. Now, some shows and movies are that terrible that they keep you in for similar reasons too. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh You just want to. It's just funny to watch. Right. But those tend to be comedies, and I can't think if normal people was done badly, people would watch it.
1: Right, right, that's true. That's
0: really true. There's, there isn't really any way to turn it mm. into a com- comedy.
1: Right, no, there's definitely no comedic aspect to it at all. Yeah. If anything, it feels pretty
0: hard to mm-hmm. watch. Yeah. Yeah, it would be hard to watch Yeah. If yeah. acting is bad. Yeah. And part of the acting is uh, just how slow moving it is. Right. Part of the right, beauty right. is how everything comes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh huh, cool. Yeah.
1: Lots going on in our house. Yeah. Phones, Phones ringing. In. <laughs> Got to get a studio,
0: a nice soundproof studio. You have soundproofing, uh-huh. Yeah, soundproofing, but it would be nice to have that. Anyways, so we were talking last episode a little bit about our trip to the Dominican Republic. Right. And we go on these trips often. This is the first time that I have gone since I've started being vegan, which of uh-huh. course was very recently. Mm-hmm. You've gone one other time. I've gone like, yeah, one vegan. other time. You're right. I thought I went twice, actually, when I was vegan. Mm-hmm. Mm. You, you went twice or yeah. you went once? Okay. So I've been there twice before. Similar experience? Yeah, always similar. A little different because of COVID. Right. They no nightclub open, unfortunately. <laughs> right, right. But, know, we have to kind of stay in our own pods. Mm-hmm. It's good we like each other. Yeah. There are people mm-hmm. that are having a hard time mm-hmm. with each other. So, mm. huh. anyways, mm-hmm. I don't know what that was. Uh, so we were, <laughs> we were like going to talk yawn. about, like, food mm-hmm. and how... At these resorts, there's not many vegan options. Right. You have to be really creative. Mm -hmm. You are really good at being really creative. Is there a reason why, like, how would you start getting really creative at eating vegan foods when there's not many options? And, of course, you're going to have to be creative in the near future. Right, right. Going to Alaska, I definitely am going to.
1: But I've been creative a lot lately. Yeah. Like, you know, I've got some staples that I just, you know, put up quickly. And I really try to do things fast and interestingly and tasty. Mm -hmm. So I just always assume there's enough. There's like an assumption that you have to make that there's enough. Uh, I also don't expect people to cater to me and I don't feel bad if they don't. And so I think that's where where people get confused sometimes because if they go someplace and they feel like there's nothing for them, mm. um, they're generally confused about you know about whether people are thinking about them or not thinking about them, and I just assume that people aren't thinking in general in relation to veganism just because it's not part of their day to day, so. And it's sad to me that people you know, aren't eating well or you know, a well-balanced meal or a healthy meal or whatever it is. But I, I always bring my own
0: food. Um, I brought a lot of things with us just to... We did bring a lot with us. Yeah, just to we, add. We got stopped on the uh, way to the airport in security. always feels like I'm always nervous at security. Not because I have anything on me, mm. but because you never know if they're going to stop you. Because you get stopped for random things. Like, oh, maybe you forgot to take out, like, a toothpaste. You packed the toothpaste in the wrong bag. Right. Or hand sanitizer or something. Right. Like, not anything that's bad. Right. But but,
1: but you lose all of your personal freedoms yeah. when you go to the airport. I mean, it's that, it's that same thing. It's, it's like you
0: have to do mm. exactly what they say.
1: No, either that or you can't get on the plane.
0: No. I mean, yeah, but right. you're going there with, I feel like the idea is they're trying to make a safe flying experience, Right, which, it's I, a, which it's I think is fine understandable. a line
1: between what is considered safe and why. I mean, most of whatever terrorism happened doesn't happen through, you know, through the airports. Well, especially that's
0: because it changed after 9-11. It was at 9-11. It, 9-11 really changed the way that security was done. I mean, I've never flown... Maybe I did fly. When did we go to uh No, that was after nine eleven. I never flew before nine eleven. Oh, interesting. So I have no idea what it was like before <laughs> what uh-huh. was it like before nine eleven? It I mean you you weren't you weren't not able to take liquids, that's for sure. hmm You know? Um Did they, they just not have did they just like update their policies and so you couldn't take more things on the plane? Or was it that you didn't even have that whole security check thing? No, there was definitely a security check thing. I mean, they're looking for,
1: you know, knives, guns, weapons, and so on. But they were definitely not looking for liquids. It's kind of an interesting thing, like, just assuming that people are going to take liquids and create, like, a bomb out of that.
0: You never know, though.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess you never know anything. You never know know
0: (laughs) I think that that's one thing. I don't think it's too bad to not take liquids through security check. Mm. I mean, empty your bottle and fill it up. At a water fountain, I don't see that like that kind of restricts you, but. Well, I mean, I it makes like it, it hard it for people much. who are only taking carry on and still are trying to take, you
1: know, what. Oh, they the need. toiletries, yeah, yeah stuff so like do, that.
0: Do you think that if there were toiletries, you could put it in like a plastic bag or something, or, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I, ju- I just think about it's a, it a, a far fetched thing, but also. But but it, it
0: must have been deemed somewhat likely to happen for that to be stated in the first place. I
1: have no clue how that was put into play and what the statistics are, you know, from creating bombs out of liquid items. There has to be a reason why that happened, though. I mean, there might be a reason, but, you know, I always worry that when you put something in place for the benefit of people's safety, then you get to kind of act out whatever the, you know, the what am I trying to say here? Like, you know, you so they're different people. Right. Can right. Can so there are some them. people that, you know, tend to get, and you know, security checked a little bit more often, a little bit, you know, harsher a little bit, uh, with more difficulty to go through. And then there's profiling that probably happens related to who they stop and who they don't stop. Yeah. And, they do get a lot more TSA pre-check than my friends. Right. Absolutely. Which so we as, as yeah, as white people, you know, definitely have a benefit there you know but but you you don't you but don't I, get your personal freedoms like you don't get to you know step outside the line or make a lot of noise or you know or or or
0: act in any way that's outside Do you of say normal a library street. what do you say yeah. a library restricts your personal freedom as well
1: uh, I guess in some ways but you, you can always loud. walk
0: in and out of the line always walk in and out of not the security line but once you get past the airport I guess you can't walk outside of the airport yeah. Once you pass through security.
1: I think there's just a lot of fear walking through. I mean, why is it that you're scared? We're talking about security lines? I'm not worried. It's just
0: a hassle. I'm so it's scared. only a hassle. It's, it's not more of a hassle. I well, mean, what's usually, with the shoes? Usually, yeah, what's with the shoes? I mean, do people have bombs in their shoes? Like, what is and, and then, oh, here you go. Take TSA pre-check. You don't have to take off your shoes. Like, what? So now you're letting some people not take off their shoes. Like, what? I'm not saying kids should take off their school- shoes. Right. But is there something that you can hide in adult shoes that you can't hide in kids' shoes?
1: Well, that you decided that some people are more at risk than others, or at least riskier, and so yeah. they get to take off their shoes and
0: others don't.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I don't know what I'm saying. I, I get what you're saying a little bit. Right, right. I think that, I mean, society is the original restrictor of lots of things. Right, that's true. And it feels like a part of society that... Does end up restricting hypercar. So you're thinking class society. Our roommate just walked in. We're podcasting now, Prakash. So, um. <laughs> so um, uh, class restriction, like restrictions, bit be- put on you by society. I think it's part of the place. Like I'm saying, libraries, you can't be loud. You can walk in and out. You can't be loud. Like airports, you have certain things that you're designed to do. There's societal measures in place that stop you from doing things, and I think that's kind of well, that's what probably true. You're saying about the airport
1: right but if you have to go from point A to point B and you have no choice about it but you still have to follow specific restrictions and rules and then you have to decide that going to other countries as well some people are stopped or not stopped so I just don't you know I, th- I think that the the unsureness of it you know the kind of insecurity of it so you
0: it would be okay if it was even with all people if every person was treated equally at security pre, at the security checkpoint, it would be okay.
1: I, I mean, I think that would be better. I mean, do they really need to be that harsh about things? Like, is it truly a matter of life and death? I mean, you should definitely that?
0: check if people have weapons.
1: I think so. I think you, you go through a metal detector and you check if they have weapons.
0: I'm not entirely <laughs> sure about the numbers with the liquids, but those yeah. seem to be the two main things that people get stopped for. Right, but well, you've know, you got never a seen, bottle of I've, water. I've, like, I've, you know,
1: I mean there's no you, room you, you for you flexibility. Don't
0: you don't know uh, what's happened previously. You have no idea who who ate what, you know, what particular I don't know. I'm just saying there seems yeah. to be, like the two things are water and I've never seen anybody with a weapon at an airport. Yeah. I'm I'm just gonna say that. But if you stop doing that, I mean I, I don't want people going to the airport with weapons, so I'm okay with people checking for that. Right. Just going to say that. I mean, it's always been that way. It's just things drastically changed after 9-11. Also, for the first time, we uh, there was a dog sniffing at, on the way back, yes. there was a dog uh, sniffing at the plane. Right. And I'm very pro-marijuana. I was like, what is this? I'm like, and it's not even for the fact that the dog actually checked me. I didn't have anything on me, and they told me to drop my bag. Really strange. Also, Really strange, but it was less the fact that I didn't have anything on me, more the fact... If I manage to sneak marijuana through security and I get stopped by this fucking dog at the airport, I'm gonna be pissed. But well, I am so <laughs> glad that you did not try to sneak marijuana. Well, I know through better vehicle. than that. I'm not yeah. stupid. I'm just saying, like, imagine you did that though, and, like, I've never seen a drug dog at an airport, unless it was a bomb dog. It's the only other right. thing. Right. I mean,
1: is it a bomb dog? Is it a firearm dog? I don't is know. it a, you know. But Is it a food like somebody who's bringing, yeah, you know, food items to other countries? I have no idea.
0: Imagine if we snuck drugs into the past security and then get stopped at the gate by this dog that I've never seen before. Oh my god, yeah, that would be perfect timing. (laughs)
1: Uh The police are coming to get you, Adam, exactly. Oh my god, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, but
0: I've been creative with mm -hmm. how we make things, so you want to give some examples? so So, back to food, we had. The resort, it's an all-inclusive resort. There are many restaurants on the property. Mm -hmm. There's one all-inclusive buffet. Well, I guess it's all all all-inclusive, but one buffet that has a breakfast. It has a lunch, and it has a dinner that changes every night. The lunch is primarily the same. The breakfast is primarily the same. The dinner has mostly similar items in the back, but a few dishes change every night. Like, there's a theme night. Yeah, there mm-hmm. are themes. Like, you can have, there was a barbecue theme, there's an Italian theme, I think right. there was a Chinese Mexican theme, thing, Chinese theme. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Lots of themes. Uh, mm-hmm. They also have four restaurants open. Usually there's five, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Which one wasn't open? The Indian restaurant, oh, which is right, really right, unfortunate right. for us right. vegan people. Right, 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 right. That and is so true. Yeah. Uh-huh. We also made vegan friends. <laughs> so vegan we we together.
1: absolutely were sure that we were the only vegans on this resort, but it turns out that there was another
0: couple who were vegan from Colorado. Yeah. Mm -hmm. very interesting people very spiritual people they met on a vegan dating website yes they did well no they met
1: on a spiritual dating website okay close I think that they added the (laughs) veganism to that because I don't think everybody who is you know has a spiritual practice whether it be yoga or meditation or whatever else
0: they do is necessarily vegan is Eva vegan Eva's not being asked. Eva's not, is she? No. Right. That's uh, one of my mom's teachers, a meditation teacher. Right, a Kundalini. Is? She's a Kundalini breathwork
1: teacher, but I okay. met her
0: because we went to the same class before she was a teacher. And that, we just became title.
1: really good friends. Yeah. Kundalini breathwork teacher. Yeah. Talk oh my God, the me. Kundalini breathwork is so
0: powerful. Weren't you talking mm-hmm. about that with the. With I was the talking about it with him with, with, from Colorado. Somehow, we always see the same people at these resorts, especially now because supposedly it's. Op, op, operating, holy shit, <laughs> at 25% capacity. Wow. It felt like more, but on the weekends, it was, pa- it felt packed. It was definitely packed. Because mm-hmm. there were a lot of Dominican people, or, yeah, who would come for the weekends. Right. More and they would leave, local people, yeah, uh-huh. and leave during the week. Right. And then the rest of the week was pretty empty with primarily American, there were some uh, South American tourists, and, and, but usually North American people just here for the week. Right, and we met. Good amount of people. We were also the only people to get COVID tested down there. Oh, that was interesting. I'm pretty sure we yeah. got COVID tested. They stuck the fucking thing up our nose. Oh though. my God, that hurt
1: so much. That was an early COVID test from what I understand. I mean, I'm a physician and this was my first COVID test, which is pretty, Yeah. you know, so early in the days when you weren't getting COVID tested, there weren't enough testing, mm-hmm. you know, they were just keeping you uh, away from testing and away from the hospital,
0: talking about it not being very sensitive and, you know, and then there was testing, but I just didn't get any until this moment. Yeah. But we got um, uh, tested down there uh, because if you come back from a- another country or another, I think it's another non-adjacent state in mm. New York, mm. if you get COVID tested where you were at, and then four days from arriving in New York, you get COVID tested here, if they're both negative, you don't have to quarantine anymore. Mm. Whereas otherwise, you have to quarantine for two weeks. And we got a text from the sheriff department yesterday. Because, <laughs> you know, government's always watching us. I didn't get one today though. I didn't either, mate but that one. Mine came later yesterday. Oh, okay. So but mm-hmm. anyways, back to food. So we <laughs> were talking so there was uh Indian restaurant that was closed. Right. Which sucked. because yeah. we love Indian food per car. Uh-huh. Our uh, roommate is from India uh-huh. and he's gonna help me with my Indian cooking hopefully. And he's vegan too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indian cuisine's great for veganism and vegetarianism. Right, true. In general. I mean Just don't for, they have
1: the highest per capita vegetarian Hmm. Um, rate in the world. Oh, I have
0: no idea. Oh, yeah.
1: You know, I mean, when you think about, you know, kind of Hindi culture, Yeah. you know, it's definitely
0: um, n- not meat-oriented, but vegetarian. Also, and Indian food in general just delicious. So the more <laughs> I get to eat of it, the better. So true. So we had the Indian restaurant, which was closed, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We had a Chinese restaurant, uh-huh. which they called Indochine. I don't understand that one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. uh There was an Italian restaurant, and there is... There is also a the Mexican fuck, Mexican restaurant. There right. we go, uh-huh. and a seafood restaurant, which, which we, we did not go to. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we went to the buffets, the Mexican, the Chinese, and the Italian. Uh huh. Correct. Which was your favorite?
1: Um, uh, what was my favorite? Um, you know, probably the Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I mean, we we managed to really figure out how to order, and I didn't
0: even help with the ordering there. You guys figured that well, out. Well, you and you guys were really adamant about not ordering.
1: Well, no, I was adamant about not yeah, but I knew I knew what <laughs> Lily was going to get.
0: You you guys knew what you were going to get. I'm very adamant about not ordering. My even Spanish was y- failing me. You speak the best Spanish in the family, though. Right. That that's true. But for some reason that day, my Spanish was failing me. Yeah, but, like, Dad was about to order, and that would not have ended well. It would have been fine. That's true. I mean, they would have given us food, and we would have eaten it. And
1: we would have eaten it. But we figured out how to truly veganize that meal. Yeah, so Mm -hmm.
0: the Italian restaurant, most Italian food there had cheese. They had pizzas. They had pastas. They had some salads. They didn't have any bruschetta, which Lily was very pissed Uh about. Yeah, they did last year. Yeah, Uh no, two years ago. Oh, two years ago. Right, right, right. Bruschetta is just toast. It's like crostini with... Uh, tomatoes, onions, anything else? I mean, it's almost like a salsa, like a very yeah. finely minced salsa on top of a piece of toasted bread. Tastes really good. Really, but good? we didn't have that. Mm. So instead, we had a uh, potato like salad, salad, potato and tomatoes, which was really good. okay good. It was like some with a vinaigrette. Lemon, vine- exactly. Mm-hmm. Some, like vinaigrette. Mm-hmm. There, then we got pizza, but without cheese. Uh huh. Right. And. They were willing to do that with us, and then we put on whatever we wanted. Uh, The first night, there were just some vegetables, and the second night, we ended up going there back-to-back nights, actually. Mm. Uh, we put on potatoes and onions and uh, uh, olives. There we go. That's the word. Right. That was really, really yummy. A potato pizza is, like, so good. Potato pizza's good. Really, There's really good. There's lots of pizzas. Mm-hmm. Whenever I think of pizza, though, I think of... We went to Crested Butte, Colorado. Uh-huh. They had this pizza place there that had, like, 50 types of pizza. Mm-hmm. If you remember that.
1: I, I don't... I think I remember had we like were not vegan then, but was like right. a,
0: oh, I do remember. Yeah, we weren't vegan. Oh my god, then. that was the best. That was really good. They had like a Big Mac pizza oh where instead god. of pasta sauce. What was they it had called again? Special sauce. Oh, I can no remember. I got a T-shirt from that place. I know actually. you did. Oh, it was a secret stash. There. Oh, yeah. secret stash. Oh my god, it's Really best good. pizza place it in Butte. They probably have a vegan pizza. I'm sure some, they do. They got fifty pies.
1: Right, right, but you have to decide, like you know, what vegan cheese you're using. Like some of the cheese just tends to be a little bit. You know, like or snot. you could just have
0: no cheese. But you could <laughs> have no cheese, Because it tasted pretty good with no cheese. Yeah, that's, that's true. Like, it's just bread, sauce, and vegetables. Right, right. right. Well, they, it was really, really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we also had Italian food. It was pretty decent because you had pasta, and you put on sauce and vegetables. That's kind of what we did. Right. So we or, had a pasta with uh, some garlic and olive oil, mm-hmm.
1: and then another pasta with red sauce.
0: Yeah. And then the main dish we kind of had was they had these fried eggplants with some green sauce. Uh-huh. Which I'm not sure what the green sauce was. I think it was like a cilantro sauce, probably. Yeah,
1: probably. Uh they had Or pesto, maybe. Or pesto, that's possible. Right, it was a
0: pesto oil, though. It didn't look like it had mm-hmm. any cheese in it. No, it didn't. There was a marinara sauce, mm-hmm. and there was a balsamic glaze mm-hmm. sauce. Yeah, and that, that tasted balsamic really glaze good. Is, it was, is the bomb. There was an eggplant parm, but we got no cheese, and so it was just fried egg one. Right. And it was really good, we just cut that up and put it in our pasta. Yeah, that was really, really mm-hmm. yummy. That was, the, mm-hmm. that was the Italian place. Mm-hmm. But the Italian place also had other, like tons of non-vegan items, you have the option, even if you see all that, you can ask for things without cheese, the worst they can say is no, and you get up and leave, right, but you can't get the meat product without exactly. cheese, <laughs> exactly, exactly, <laughs> that makes it hard, <laughs> mm-hmm. it is hard when you have the meat, only right. meat products, yeah, yeah. so, I, my favorite was the Mexican place, I thought,
1: oh, really, why,
0: oh, uh, they had guac, uh-huh. yeah, Guada like guac. the never-ending guac, uh, they had the fajitos, Mm. And veggie fajitas, which I thought was really good. But
1: why did they just make, like, you know, the fajitas just had onions and peppers in it? Like, you know, why can't you have vegetables that are... And
0: refried greens and, and... Right, right, but the fajitas itself. The fajitas itself did, but you mm. also put the refried beans in there, you put right, the rice right. in there, and it tasted really good.
1: Right, but if they put some broccoli in there, they could have put some other veggies in there. I guess. Yeah, that's true. I was satisfied.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah, no, it was good. It they was also good. had chips and guac, and they had, what else did they have? Chips and
1: salsa, yeah. And salsa. Right, right. And I and think that was it. You know, we just, there was we had a lot of rice
0: and beans. Was they're not a, well, that's what we ate over the course of the week. Right. In that, general. Yeah. Uh-huh. The buffet had rice and beans at every meal.
1: Right. But they had many kinds of beans. So mm-hmm. that was really great. I think people get like confused. Like if you're eating rice and beans then you're just eating one type, but you know, there are hundreds and hundreds of different types of beans. Yeah. You know, there were lentils, there were chickpeas, there were black beans, there were red beans, there were, you know, white beans and cannellini beans. White like beans all
0: looked like red beans to me. I don't care.
1: Yeah, it. they said white beans, but it definitely looked like kidney beans. Yeah. Yeah, I that don't was know.
0: weird. Mm. Who knows? Maybe it's a sauce. Right. But rice <laughs> and beans are also a staple of any country, so True, 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 put true. Put Any country on some the international sort. whatever buffet thing. Right. You're gonna have rice and beans, which is great. Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean like so soybeans in, you know, Asia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And they also beans everywhere. They also did have, for you non-vegan folks, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know if non-vegan people listen to the podcast. Also had tons of non-vegan food. I and mean, the ones that most tempted me is they always had this fish every meal mm. that they would grill. Mm. And that looked really good.
1: Yeah, they had three different kinds of fish that mm-hmm. they would grill.
0: They had, like, mahi-mahi. Right. Uh, Dorado. That's the only one I remember. Dorado's, like, a big one. Yeah, mahi-mahi is just really good. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, the name is really good. <laughs> I do remember <laughs> so what less it about tastes about like. about the fish? No. What's mm, okay. about the fish and more about how memorable the name is? Right, right, right. That's true. That's true. Yeah, like how are you going to forget Mahi Mahi?
1: Yeah, that's a really great name for a fish.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah, but I don't even like desire it anymore. So that's the interesting mm. part of being vegan, like, if you're white-knuckling through and you want something so badly, it just, like, increases your desire. But I really, like, my reason for being vegan and, you know, whatever's going on with me is so compelling that I don't even have the desire anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I've worked on
0: that. So, the last place, and we'll talk about the buffet more and what we ate there, because that's the one where you have to be the most creative, I feel like. Yeah, it was definitely a creative endeavor. The last one was the Chinese one, Mm. and the Chinese place had... Egg rolls, spring mm-hmm. rolls, yeah, not egg rolls. Mm-hmm. Definitely
1: not egg rolls. Right. Do egg rolls have egg in it? Right. I I mean I guess they could. I don't know why they call them egg
0: rolls. Though. Exactly. They, yeah. Like the large egg rolls that you get, they don't seem like they have. They don't have egg. eggs
1: in there. Yeah, I don't know why they call Is it, it. In egg the flour. It. But why do they call duck sauce duck sauce?
0: There's no duck in the sauce. There's no duck. Isn't in it that to sauce. eat it with duck? I don't. Isn't it made so. to eat with duck? Maybe. I've never I thought. even thought of that. You might be right. Who knows. Mm. Oyster sauce <laughs> has oysters in it, though. so I Does it really?
1: Yeah. Every oyster sauce has oyster in it? I think so. That's At so least the traditional one, I'm pretty sure, does. Oh, okay. Because I can't imagine they're putting oysters in a shelf-stable oyster sauce,
0: but maybe. I don't know. I mean, I feel like oysters, you could, because oysters, or, like, crustaceans, are oysters mm-hmm. crustaceans? They're more like mollusks. They're mollusks, right?
1: yeah. But, like, yeah.
0: the, the deep-sea animals, like the floor animals in the ocean, they feel like they have large amounts of umami. Oh, which means what? Which means they probably make really tasty sauces. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, they probably like do. A lot of soup stocks use like shrimp base. Mm, they use like mm-hmm. shrimp um bonita flakes and stuff. Right, right, Or they right, use right, like right. shrimp shells. Right. Or lobster shells and stuff.
1: Right. Lobster shells make a really good stock. Yeah, totally and lots of right about that. Is
0: that. Or you just use discarded vegetable. I mean, I guess.
1: So what does umami mean?
0: Umami is just the uh, word for flavor.
1: Isn't it like, does it mean earthy or like. It's, umami? It's, yeah, like, you know, what not, gives something an umami flavor? Like, mushrooms have an umami flavor.
0: Yeah, umami, it's a food group, but uh, it's kind of like savoriness, it says. Is
1: but that what it says?
0: What it's, 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 saying? it's saying it's described as savory. This uh-huh. is Wikipedia talking. And I'll do more. It's research. one of the five
1: basic tastes. So, it's a savory taste?
0: Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's kind of like just what's really good. I mean,. Basically, it's MSG is condensed umami. I'm really? pretty sure. No way. Yeah. Huh. Corresponding to the flavor of glutamates, especially monosodium glutamate. But it's corresponding to that flavor. So they're trying to make that flavor by making Yeah, that's MSG. what MSG is. Yeah. Right, it's,
1: right, right. It's, but MSG is like But umami is not MSG.
0: No, umami is more than just MSG. Okay, got MSG it. MSG is concentrated umami. Interesting. But if you look at people using like kombu that's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. Mm. Now, kombu is vegan. Mm. So it's a seaweed, right? It's seaweed. seaweed. We haven't tried yeah. seaweed thingy over there. I've never uh-huh. tried using it. I might want to try using it. Yeah, you should definitely But, like use it. dashi uh-huh. and like a lot of bonito flakes, especially, uh-huh. I, I hear people using a lot mm. Interesting. Uh, to create umami. I mean, Trader Joe's has a really good umami seasoning, like a mm. spice blend, and I think it's got a mushroom in it. Yeah, mushrooms are high in umami. Tomato paste mm. has really good umami quality. So I, like I also. Find it some, like, what gives your food body. Like, depth. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like, like that. Like, I think a, a, it's hard to quantify depth, uh-huh. but I think that falls under umami. Mm, interesting. not entirely sure.
1: Well, so, but it's a, just another flavor other than salt, sweet, sour.
0: Yeah, but right? it's, it's more like the flavor of substance or, like, savoriness. Uh-huh. Which, foods that are high in umami, like, I think fat. Is high in umami. I don't think so. I think fat is just another food group. I think you're making this shit up. No, I know <laughs> I know a lot of what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> well, you definitely know a lot of what
0: you're talking about, but I'm wondering about oh, this umami can't, you thing. You can chemically taste fat. But, uh-huh. eh, umami. I mean, it's. it, But fat
1: is very filling and unctuous. Yeah, Do you know the word fat unctuous? Fat makes good. Yeah,
0: okay. That is. Fat uh-huh. makes food taste good. I think it it makes it taste umami is like a certain thing, right? Of taste mm. that's different, but it creates like substance. Mm. That's interesting. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Uh huh. But
1: I mean, I'm always putting that umami spice on things, like mm-hmm. even on mushrooms, and yeah. it just like
0: elevates it. Exactly. But mm-hmm. then there's natural ways to find umami. Right. Or right. If you dump MSG. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, it's an interesting thing that you're talking about. Like, it's a concentrated umami, and I think what ends up happening is whenever you have a concentrated form of something pleasurable, it increases the pleasure, releases more dopamine, and then your body is downregulating dopamine, and so you want more of whatever it is. So, you know, you think about, like, high-fructose corn syrup, you think about sugar, you think about flour, you think about heroin. Like, all of it is a more condensed and refined
0: pleasure. Hmm. And it really messes, ecstasy, messes your mind. Is ecstasy more condensed uh, dopamine than heroin?
1: I, you know, I'm not sure. It depends on what you're looking for or what you need. You know, I mean, people who take heroin take it for different reasons than people who are taking ecstasy. You think so? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, people taking heroin are looking to get out of some kind of pain, whether it be, you know, mental, That's emotional, true. or physical. People who are taking ecstasy are looking for their tribe. You know, they're looking to, like, you know, be connected to people. I always say that, you know, we're, we're always using drugs to help us figure out something. We just are using the wrong dosage. You know, so it's That's just... That's why you like homeopathy.
0: Right. Homeopathy <laughs> is tiny doses. Yeah, little baby doses. They definitely have an ecstasy, um, uh... Hello. Thing. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we're Apparently
1: podcasting.
0: We're podcasting. Cool. Yeah? ecstasy's definitely got, like, uh, homeopathic remedy, right? I th- I think that there are homeopathic
1: remedies for different drugs mm-hmm. that could help with the re- withdrawal of those drugs or whatever the initial need is. Cause you said like uh, there's definitely one that has
0: psilocybin mushrooms that you were giving to people.
1: Right, right. There's there's an opium like a homeopathic opium mm-hmm. that really helps with constipation. That helps mm-hmm. with you know feeling of unreality or like you're not with it. You know, yeah, and this is just anesthesia stuff.
0: minimal doses, like really tiny. Tiny, tiny. Right, right. Doses. It's it's like the essence, you know, the the deep essence of
1: a substance, you know, that gets released. Mm-hmm. You know? so but I just like it because I like taking care of like the whole person, you know, and, and I I love Western medicine too, but you know, sometimes like taking care of an individual part of the person, you know, just kind of misses out on the full picture. Mm-hmm. So back to the
0: Chinese restaurant <laughs> at the resort, Yes. Uh, there were spring rolls. Uh-huh. I think that was the only appetizer we had. Yes. If I remember correctly. Yeah. And then we had two dishes. There was a noodle dish and there was a rice dish. It was like carb on carb.
1: Mm-hmm. And the rice dish had like a tiny bit of tofu on it. And somehow yeah. they didn't get
0: the, the memo that we needed more tofu. It said on the menu like coconut tofu rice. So yeah. we're expecting this nice large thing, lots of tofu is going to be great. Yeah. None of that. There's three pieces of tofu. I mean, it tasted good. Right. The and then we asked for more tofu, and they give us, like, three tiny little pieces mm-hmm. again. Exactly. Yeah. And then that was the only place where we could get the desserts, too. mm mm-hmm. Which didn't turn out to be so good. They were. I did not like them. No, they were, really they were really good. There was a fried banana. They all have like these really weird pastry dough, flaky dough thingies. Yeah, it was like phyllo,
1: but it, it, it tasted, it wasn't fresh phyllo. Like yeah. it had been frozen for a long period of time and just thawed
0: out. It's like all I want in my frozen bananas, I want it battered and deep fried. <laughs> <laughs> all I need. And then there with this phyllo dough thingy me bobby. Do you need an egg wash to batter and deep fry a banana? I'm sure there's ways to do it without it. Do you need an egg wash to fry anything? I mean, I don't use an egg wash to fry anything, but lots of people do. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess they do put it in there. You you put it in, like, a milk and egg mixture, and you put it in, like, a... Right. I mean, you don't corn. have to put it in... Like, you could just put it in a milk mixture and a batter mixture and fry that as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't necessarily need the egg. Or, or you, you can make a, a flax egg. Yeah. Or you can have, like, a dry station, a wet station, or right. just dry batter it, or just do, like, a whole batter in one. Right. That's true. There I mean, i constantly, options. like, air-frying
1: shiitakes, and,
0: you know, that's the wet
1: batter... Um, into the dry batter. And the dry batter is usually, you know, a combination of flour and cornstarch and Mm -hmm. spices. And the wet batter is usually a plant-based milk with, you know, whatever
0: other spices, um, you know, like a smoked paprika or something like that. It's really, really yummy. Yeah, just a few things. Mm -hmm. And so that was the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. (laughs) which (laughs) Yes. It's not about being creative here. It's about asking the people for what you want. Mm. Whereas where I think at the buffet... There's less people serving you, so you have to actively get what you want. Mm Oh, that's interesting. I never thought of it that way. Whereas at the kind of restaurants, and these are all all all-inclusive, you get as many of the shit as you want. Right. But you kind of have someone catering to you. Uh Uh-huh. True. And I think it's kind of easier for people to ask uh, waiters and stuff for them to cater to them because I feel like that's their job. Right. Whereas when you see somebody behind a buffet line, it doesn't feel as easy. Because even though it is their job to serve them, you feel, I felt like it was their job to serve what they had in front of them and not to ask for extra. Right, but they're also serving that many more people. So, mm-hmm. right. But you're really gonna ask asking that. So for breakfast, so we'll, we'll go through the full day breakfast. There was only one day with mangu, much to everybody's disappointment. Oh my god, Lily loves mongoo. Mango is fried sweet plantains. I don't know if there's salty plantains. I don't know which plantains. It's fried plantains. Mashed salty plantains. Mhm. And mm, you with some kind of oil, or some people will put on butter. And you put on pickled onions. Mm. The pickled onions Pickle are the onions. best part. Yeah. Traditionally, at least when we we used to get it, I think it's traditional. Uh-huh. Eggs, hard cheese, salami. Oh, yes. is what you put on there. Right. It is delicious. It's like I re-
1: fat on fat, a little bit of mm-hmm. protein, and lots of carbs. You eat it with ketchup.
0: <laughs> lots of ketchup. Oh, my gosh. so good. Mm-hmm. I ordered mongoo from the Dominican place in uh, New Paltz, mm-hmm. and? and I said, hey, I want uh, mongoo with uh, onions. They're so, like, you want eggs, cheese, salami? I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Right. <laughs> I, I just want... Ketchup, I just, though, please. I just want mongoo with uh, onions. They're so, like, What? I'm like, yeah, I know. I can't believe I'm saying this too. It was <laughs> it
1: satisfying, though. You know that's the mm, thing about. It was good. It was good. You know, I
0: mean, if you don't know, it's not there. Satisfied? Well, yeah, I know it's not there. Right. I'm like, right. Well, right. Now I'm just eating plantains, <laughs> which was tasty. Right. But right. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't quite the same, but it tasted. I, I've gotten it again too. Right. Like I'm not mad. Right. Uh, but so there's. I mean, I, I bet go. you could fry a piece of tofu, like tofu that you've really. I you was know, planning to do a I Satan yeah. would probably be more similar to a sausage. I mean,
1: I think you could probably get a, a sausage if you want, but I'm just thinking in terms of the egg and the cheese.
0: Okay, yeah. You know, that but if
1: you drain or really press the tofu and fry it up really well,
0: it could probably have the same consistency as the cheese. That's possible, but I think there's no way, or I don't know if you've had it, have you had a vegan easy over egg? Is it possible to have a vegan easy over egg? Um, I made a pretty damn good vegan egg. Okay, that's a vegan egg. Was it easy over? Did it run? I mean, that, that makes was this right. thing that yeah. kind of runs. Right. But it doesn't feel the same as, you know, I mean, if you it.
1: add that black salt, that Namak salt, so you get the head of sulfur, which is really what makes that egg, you know, and so you've got like, you know, a center that's got a plant-based milk with some cornstarch to thicken it up that salt and a little bit of turmeric for the color and the consistency you could totally create, you know, at, mm. at least a sunny side up egg.
0: Yeah, you it know? doesn't feel the same not breaking in and mm-hmm. letting it run all over. But I right, guess you right. dump it all on top, you know, kind of similar. Yeah. You just don't yeah. have to go through the physical process. I know, but it is fun to break it. That's true. But then there also was beans, mm-hmm. uh, and toast, and that's usually what I got. Yeah. And some potato yeah. sometimes. But Definitely. we also asked, when my mom came up with this idea, and it was really good, she would ask the omelette station, which had on the vegetarian omelette station, to just saute all the vegetables, and then just toss it with a little bit of vinegar, mm. and that's it. Right, so they would saute the vegetables, and I brought some vegan
1: cheese, and so I started making some grilled cheese on those you know omelette stations mm-hmm. with the bread, and that was pretty good too.
0: And so, but she was the one who came up with that, and yeah. you wouldn't think about it. That was a good idea, and it tasted good, and it mixed well with the beans and the mongo. Yeah, totally, totally. Toast. But you could
1: always find things. Like, you know, it would basically scavenge around the whole... Now, this buffet probably had know 40 or 50 things to eat wouldn't you say and
0: you know maybe maybe
1: eight of them we could eat or nine of them but you know there was also a pasta station you're talking breakfast
0: though i was talking about okay. like a smoothie station at breakfast a smoothie station but yeah that was really good with that we can go to lunch yeah and dinner <laughs> <if> they're similar <laughs> pretty I mean, much the same they're yeah. the same the dinner had the small theme but it didn't affect us yeah that's true. Because lunch and dinner was rice and beans.
1: Yeah, it was rice and beans. And then, you know, then there were these pasta stations. And so I'd run around kind of picking up every vegetable that we could find. And then, you know, having them saute that up and then throwing mm. it in with the pasta and a red sauce or a garlic and, and um, olive oil sauce or whatever. It was all fine enough. Also, a really big salad. And then they had some really nice lentil salads
0: and some nice chickpea salads that could go on Yeah, it. they had a bunch of pre-made salads that I thought were really good. Yeah. Uh, at times, and some of them like the broccoli pre-made salad. Yeah, that was really good. I would throw into the pasta too. Totally, totally. And I mean, or just heat it up and eat pasta. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's good too.
1: I mean, it's always enough. So you know, just where we feel like we're somehow denying ourselves, you know, it's it's always enough.
0: Also, Ooh. I feel like we ate a lot of healthier than every other person there. Absolutely. I mean, Not I that came that's back. the point. It's vacation, but... No,
1: but I came back and I had lost two pounds. I mean, I've been really... When's like, the
0: last time you went on vacation and lost, lost two pounds. pounds? I
1: know. I mean, I just... But the desire that I have for food is down. I, I desire food when I'm hungry and I don't desire it when I'm not.
0: Nice. You know, and that's the That's big the difference. hardest thing. I mean, even if you are vegan, you can still desire food when you're not hungry. Absolutely. And, and we're lot, taught to desire food when we're not hungry. A lot of the stuff that you desire when you're not vegan... Is very similar to the stuff that you can desire. The first four nights I was there, I would be up for the midnight snack, and I'd get a plate of french fries. Right. I felt much better the days I did not have a midnight two plates of french fries before the next day. I will tell you that much. Uh-huh. Better in what way? just didn't have a sinking pit in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it didn't stop you the three more times. So well, yeah. Right,
1: so clearly, like, that sinking pit. So I think in some ways we don't expect mm-hmm. to feel that great, or it doesn't seem worth it to... Uh, give up on that thing to like deny ourselves in yeah. some ways or get or really just like go through the desire without satisfying the desire like we don't have to satisfy every desire mm-hmm. because they're kind of like they're artificial in you know how we were talking about that how concentrated the food is to give us this hit of dopamine mm-hmm. you know? also
0: since uh, all inclusive drinks were there too uh-huh. it was easy to put down plates of french fries at night. Right, that's true. Once that's you true. have the all-inclusive drinks. And they were very sweet drinks. Oh, I, I did not drink any beer. I had all the sweet drinks. It was great. <laughs> How much did you drink? I don't know. Mm. I don't keep track. I should keep track. Uh-huh. I don't think I think keeping track is good, but I think the people that you tell to keep track of your drinks, too, uh-huh. uh, that's not anybody peeing. That's the water dispenser from the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I think it picks it up. I can hear it pretty uh-huh. easily. Yeah. In my headphones, but Great. Right. Well there's a lot going on around us yeah. because we're in the middle of the living room. I know. So yeah. Well, we'll go to the office. My dad was in the office. Right. But if you have what was I getting back to? Oh, the people you were telling to mark your drinks, uh-huh. Usually mark their drinks and then show it off to their friends. Do you think so? I've done that before. Really? Like, you say, I'm going to drink this, like, and you plan it 24 hours in advance? I meant... And saying that, oh, every time we finish a drink, we'll mark it down on our arm. Oh, well, that's a different story. Well, I'm that's saying, what people tell people to do, too. No, no, that, that doesn't.
1: that does not see how that helps. Right, it doesn't help at all. You have, to desi- you have to decide to drink with the prefrontal cortex, with the part of your brain that actually makes decisions. The ones that create and does research, not the one that's just trying to keep you alive or keep you, you know, happy or satisfied or whatever. That is the
0: responsible way to drink.
1: Well, no, I mean, if you do that and then you get over the urges, then
0: you will know how to take care of urges. Again, that is the responsible way to drink.
1: Right, well, so if you care, then then that's what would have to happen.
0: Or you can do what my mom does. Uh Which is? Not drink. Yeah, oh my god, I have zero desire. So that's the other interesting part.
1: It's not like I'm denying myself, I really have no desire. Like, Mm -hmm. that's become the default in my primitive brain, is the lack of desire. So I had to do that consciously, and then it became the default. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do it the other way around. They do,
0: you know, they did it consciously, and then it became the default to drink. Yeah. yeah. So on that note... Yeah. Uh, that was our trip to the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Uh, anything you else you want to say or looking forward to?
1: Uh, no, I'm just, like, excited to be podcasting again with you, and... I love that you're home. You know, I'm going to be, I'm only home for less than 10 days now, and I'm going to start my new job in Alaska, in Nome, so we're
0: going to have to podcast from fairly far away from each Mm -hmm. other. Back to being away. Yeah.
1: yeah. And
0: uh, me, I'm looking forward to, well, New Year's is coming up. We'll see what happens in the next year. I mean, it's winding down, just the twenty second already. Basketball starts tonight. Mm -hmm. NBA, I know my family's excited about that. Definitely. my sister made a face so <laughs> yeah uh, thanks everybody for listening if you've made this far or just in general who gives a fuck if you made it this far no I care me- you should listen no no we no, could, no, no, like, no. I care if you make it this far that's not what I'm saying I'm saying right. is if you're listening you did make it this far but thank you for listening uh, if you enjoyed the podcast I was loud. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's trying to cook now. I know. We we're totally taking up like the huge family space. Exactly. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, please follow me on Instagram at Reluctant These headphones really make everything so much louder. The microphone picks up everything. Yeah, I know pretty wild. Well. Yeah. So Good my head- Instagram's on. Reluctant Vegan Sun. Um, no. Re Reluctant Vegan Sun. Uh I- she is you don't really post anything on Instagram anymore. Um,
1: but I'm going to start again, I think, especially in Alaska. I'm okay. going to start
0: blogging and posting. Nice. So, uh, and do you want to shout that out?
1: Uh, NYC Health Save, uh, as well as Nikki and the Human Element on
0: Instagram, Nikkiandthehumanelement.com, and on Facebook. And uh, please like, subscribe, and review the podcast. Uh, thanks, everybody. All right, we love you. Bye. Bye.